the founders of the future. This is the way. This is the way. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Empire Radio. I'm Drew. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Andrew. And today is we're talking about The Mandalorian, Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Tragedy. It is a hard like word to say. I say that it. Is it's a tragedy tra- that you couldn't say. Tragedy. Tra- yep. Tragedy. Right. <laughs> tragedy. <clears throat> it probably shouldn't have been that hard, but. I made it the heart. So hey, we made it. We made it though. We're, we're here. We're here on the other side of that word, and <laughs> let's get into it. So, um, we have some housekeeping, like always, before. So, um, Andrew, bring us yes, into yes. that. You're probably used to me saying stuff like this by now, but we're talking about our giveaways and cufflinks.com. Now, this is this is one. If you have been tuning out the conversations about giveaways the last few weeks. You're tired of hearing me talk about it. You got to tune back in. This is the one that you really need to listen to because this giveaway is our grand finale, season finale celebration giveaway. All right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So on our Instagram and uh, on our Facebook, when you're listening, by the time you're, you're hearing this, you will, you'll need to go check our posts out about our giveaways uh, because everything in those pictures that you see, is up for grabs in this in this giveaway. We're gonna have one winner, but that one winner will get an entire The Mandalorian Ultimate gift set from Cufflinks.com, our sponsor. So what that means is it's got a tie square, it's got a tie clip, it's got a pair of cufflinks, and I'm pretty sure there's like one other thing that I keep forgetting, but there's like four items. Uh, pocket sleeve. Pocket square. No, I got that. The pocket square. I- Cufflinks yep. and oh, the tie. tie. That's what I, that's what I forgot. Yep. Bro, the ties. I'm sorry. <laughs> So there's a tie, uh, there's a tie clip for your tie. So this this literally allows you to take any formal outfit, it's especially one that has a suit coat because you kind of need that for the the pocket square. But if you got an, a nice outfit, literally, you have all of the Mandalorian accessories you need. Yeah, uh, and they're and they're all the uh, the Mythosaur skull logo. Right. That's on yes. Bo- that's on Boba Fett's armor. Um, so the cufflinks are the, they're, you know, a super nice set of Mythosaur logo cufflinks. Same thing with the tie clip. Uh, the tie is really cool. It's got a really cool pattern. looks really professional from a distance. You get it close. You're like, Oh, that guy's a star Wars fan or girl is a star Wars fan. Um, and then obviously the tie square, it's like a really fancy handkerchief. If you ever need like an emergency snot rag that has the Mythosaur skull on it, you've got one. Is that what the tie square is for? Uh, 
No. What is, the is it just for looks or is it serve a purpose? It's a flex, dude. It's a flexing item. It is. Right? It is kind of a flex, like but a, I don't. I don't know the origins. Like a rich man's pocket protector type thing, or what? Yeah, something like that. Okay. But I do know that if you do know. need it in an emergency COVID sneeze, you've got it. True. Uh, so here's the thing. Not only are we giving away an entire The Mandalorian Ultimate Gift box set, set. Box set. We are giving away some surprise items. All right? Uh-oh. So this is going to be a big giveaway. We've been giving away singular, singular items or you know pairs um, of items. You know, But this... This is going to be the big, the biggest giveaway we're going to do this year because the year's almost over anyways. And so if you want to know more about the surprises, you need to come back next week when we talk about chapter 15, whatever that is. You have two weeks to enter this giveaway. So we're doing an extended period of time. Tell all of your friends, tell all of your family, the Star Wars uh, fans, honestly, there's no way we would know. But if you wanted to tell your family, friends and family to enter for you, you could. You can't never know. And then you they can. will give it to you for Christmas or whatever. Right. So, so you have two fine. weeks. Just the giveaway as of as of right now is live. As of when you're hearing this, it's live. And it will be drawn Thursday night, December eighteenth at eight PM. Uh Thursday to seventeenth. Seventeenth at eight PM. <laughs> <laughs> I always get that wrong. But it's it, you know the drill by now, it's Thursdays. December seventeenth yes. at eight PM Eastern Standard. All right. Yes. Um we're going to do something special. Long one, you guys. Two weeks. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do something special for it. I'm going to try to get Drew to go live with me on Instagram. Ooh. And kind of, we'll figure out a way to get Jeremiah in there. Uh, Find him. Wait, he has Instagram gonna, now. I don't know. That is true. Oh. Can I do it yeah. on a PC? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Actually, yes, but I don't think you can join a live on a PC or a Mac. We'll figure it out. Yeah, anyways. Or not. All, it's just going to be yeah. Andrews. That's fine. <laughs> All of this to say, it's going to be a big deal. There's going to be a huge drawing, and you'll find out about, out about more of the surprises next week. We will unveil the extra items. So this is from Cufflink, mm-hmm. cufflinks.com, and it's also from Empire Radio. From the bottom of our hearts to spread some Star Wars-related Christmas cheer. And on that note... If you've heard me say cufflinks a hundred times already and you still don't know who they are, uh, listen to a quick word about them. uh, And they are the sponsor, the first sponsor of today's episode. Take a listen. Hey everyone, Andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode, cufflinks.com. If you didn't know, cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace. And they offer a wide array of products, including cufflinks, ties, lapel pins, and much more. The awesome thing about cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like Star Wars to bring you exclusive, officially licensed products. They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one to five day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at cufflinks.com. All right, go check us out. Make sure you go. Th- make sure you use the promo code Empire15 at checkout at cufflinks.com. Yeah. 
All right. So, I don't know. Normally, we kind of break it down. We kind of say how we feel. We got a lot of interesting things in our Discord this morning. I don't know how everyone feels about this episode. I, um, I'm really curious about Jeremiah. I, I Okay, yeah, let's just say I, the interesting things in the Discord is just Jeremiah. Let's be real. Okay? <laughs> oh, it's just the, Jeremiah. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of Discord. Oh, yes. Well. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's give him a little secret. Let's, let's tell a little secret. Well, it's not it's, ready. No, no, it's not ready. Not ready. But it's coming. But it's coming. Is that all we're going to yes. say? Okay, that that's all we're going to say. So if, if you're a listener and you've been wanting a Discord to hang out with us, to talk Star Wars, have all of the Star Wars related fun. And post some dank memes. And post Ooh. the dankest memes you can the post. Of- it's coming. Who has the right? high ground now? We'll, we'll find out when it happens. <laughs> uh, we can't give you any more details. But just just be excited because it's coming in the near future. Things have been initiated. Balls have have been pushed down the hills. Balls are rolling. I see what you did there. De- depending on depending on where you live, maybe it's a snowball. I don't know. Oh. Uh, but anyways, so the, this morning in the Discord that we, our private Discord chat, Jeremiah, that will not be for you guys. <laughs> that will but. not be for everyone. Uh, is he said something along the lines? I'm paraphrasing, but. We're probably going to disagree a little bit tonight. I think I said a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. So Which I don't know what that means. But so I'll let you, I'll yeah. let you like normal. I'll let you guys say the stuff, and then I jump in and give. Okay. Possibly All right. <clears throat> Who wants to go first? I'll go first because Drew. Everyone knows how you're going to react to this. Yeah. If if yeah. if they listen to our podcast at all, they know what you're going to say. I don't even know I'm here. I don't need to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I have a controversial opinion, and then I have a lot of nice things to say. Okay, spoilers in three, two, one. Yeah, spoilers. Okay, so there were a lot. I don't know what it was, and I've been trying. I've seen it twice today. I've been trying to, to figure out what it is. Um, I don't know if it was the camera shots, the location. I, I really don't know, but there was parts of this episode that looked to me like a, a really high budget fan film. And, and, and again, it's, it's a little controversial. That. I could see that because a lot of times when fan films uh, take place in a desert setting, like they, they yeah. try to do that. It's always a very sunny, bright lit desert yeah. setting. And you see that a lot in fan films. So I could see that. So if you have a really nice camera that yeah. can capture that, it's going to look very similar to what this episode Yeah. I mean, and I guess you know what it reminded yeah. me of right away? Power That's Rangers. Oh. oh, yeah, I could see that. Ooh. It Some reminded of the settings. me of like a setting on Power Rangers yeah. when they're fighting those. I could actually see, yeah. I could right? See right? I was so like, there were like Power Rangers. The there are a few moments where the CGI, for whatever reason, and and uh, Jeremiah, the corridor videos that we've watched have have kind of ruined me in some way. Yeah, that's why I don't watch that crap. Because I've I've been trying, I was trying to figure it out, and I don't know if it was the lighting on some of the ships, but there were there were moments where the Razorcrest and the the Stormtrooper carriers both didn't look like they entirely fit in to the to the the environment. I don't know. I'm I, well, I'm being picky I, and. 
with that the visual aspect, I noticed that actually last episode, um, where there's a wide shot and the sides where it's curved, it's a little bit blurry, and I could I I can now see that now when I'm watching, and I noticed that today when, um, there was a wide shot, and it was either when they were approaching the seeing, uh, stone or whatever it was, or maybe later on when Baby Yoda was or Grogu was sitting on it. It was, it was, you could see a distortion on the bottom of it that it wasn't the, the, the shield that was projecting. It was something was wrong right. with the visual. So I, I agree with you on that, that some of the visuals yeah. in this were a little off. I, and, and again, I don't know, I don't know what it was. There were moments that looked really good. And then there were moments that for whatever reason, when I was watching it, I, it, there's, there was a disconnect between the rest of the season and this episode. For whatever I think it's reason, just the sun. Yeah, and and I think I think the environment has something to do with it. I really do. I think it's the setting because everything else has been overcast or dark or icy or whatever. And I, you know, like honestly, for me, like that's why I remember, like especially when they they land in and they start fighting them. Right, it reminded me so much of Power Rangers, and I don't like. I just picture like like the. Rangers fighting whatever those what are those bad guys putties putties there you go nice yeah just remind me of fighting putties like with rocks <laughs> and like most yeah. of the rocks like blow up and and I, and a lot of that had to do with the when they're shooting the lasers against the rocks and there's like fire everywhere and it just now, kind of felt like the, the lasers to me worked but the well, explosions like when when the mortars were going yeah. off those explosions yeah. they, they didn't quite fit to me um i don't know i again i'm being picky but i noticed We're it being the first time. really nitpicky but yeah i noticed it the first time where i was like there's something about this that it, it feels like a, a really really like high performing studio like corridor could have probably gotten close to this level if not achieved it which again probably was the setting speaking of the setting one thing i'm confused with and I don't have an answer for it yet. Is that uh, Tython in the Doctor Afra comic is an ice planet? Is that canon? Yeah, it's a that, it's a Marvel. Are they on that spot? No, but they, they, she takes Darth Vader to a she misleads him to a Jedi temple. Uh, he's looking for the Rebel base on Hoth. Is, okay, so she, is that the same comic that has Vader? sitting there and meditating maybe i haven't read it i haven't seen it so i saw images of people were posting up and this is kind of getting a little ahead of the episode but there's pictures of vader meditating and this is canon from the vader books or something like that and um he was meditating and there was blue butterflies around him and it was supposed to oh, represent no, that oh, there's oh, still that, that that is from the vader, the darth vader comic yes that oh, okay. scene is um but so that was another thing that i was confused with because when they showed up because oh, you know i had fair. seen in videos and stuff like oh it's an ice planet it's gonna look like th- something like this yada 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 and then they show up and i'm like wait a second there's a lot of green happening well, i mean could it just be seasonal though like it has maybe. seasonal it or wear on the planet i mean there's a lot of ice yeah. on this planet that's fair that's a that's a good where you are it's like what 60 right now i think it was in the 50s today 
Oh, sorry. Well, we're yeah. cold, so I'm yeah. not cold. I like the cold, so okay. Well, but all of, okay. So getting all of that aside, all right. Let's we got the nitpickiness out of the way for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one justice was served to Boba Fett. We finally he finally showed how BA he was as a bounty hunter. He, he finally gave us a glimpse of why he has the title of the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy. I, I'll, I'll talk more about it when we get to that scene or those scenes, but he showed his superior, his superiority today in this episode. I love that. Um, there were a few really sick shots, especially the one where Finnick is, she runs and she jumps off the rock and turns around in midair yeah, and shoots sweet, the stormtrooper like trap like tech like, tra- like definitely like in almost any shooting movie where yeah. someone runs and turns and then rolls yeah i i really enjoyed that um i mean the fighting choreography was great the the scenes after boba gets his armor back all of that was remarkable um let's see the dark troopers We've seen those now, so that's cool. And and they are actually called Dark Troopers. They, it looks like they would be Phase 2. Two. Everyone's saying Phase 2 online. So Yeah. And if you guys don't know, there's Phase 1 where the Dark Troopers, like, they were way more robot I guess, in a sense. Like, they had, like, Where they were more, more skeletal. Yeah, more skeletal. They were more fragile. And then this is Phase 2 where they're a little less, like, more like Iron Man. Um, and then I think the phase three, I mean, we can get to predictions later, but I feel like we might actually end up seeing phase three as yeah. well. So I love those. Um, those are cool. Those are really cool. And I, I really enjoyed Grogu at the end too. Just wrecking, wrecking Just the wrecking stormtroopers. Boys. Yeah. So it's not I'll, wrapping up. It's not my, it's not my favorite episode. But it was it was good. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I think if the setting had been different, if it had looked different, I think it would have been one of my favorite episodes. So if it was like on Tatooine, you would have loved it. Loved it. Damn, that's fair. If the if it had happened on the same planet that uh, the second episode happened on, the ice planet, I would have loved it. I, there was some. I just there was something about. Yeah, I know. I get it. That's why I even out. like it pulled me out because I was like, "What the freaking Power Rangers scene?" Yeah, like, it pulled yeah. me out. Like I get that, and I okay. I'll go with mine. Yeah, love the episode. Thought it was amazing. What the was your first part clip. Well, okay. So when you get that recap episode, right? I was like, "Okay, why are we seeing Boba again?" I was like, "No, no." And then we saw the slave one, and I lost it. I don't know about you guys, but I was—I screamed at the top of my lungs. And I'm—I'm I'm really mad at myself. So last night I stayed up until one forty-five, and I was like, "I'm gonna stay up and watch the Mandalorian." I was like one forty-five. I turned on. I was like, "Want to watch one episode of The Office?" Oof, out. Nope. Game over. I was G-G. so mad at myself. I woke up. I was like, no. "Damn it, seven o'clock!" <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched it, but. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, GG on that. But, yeah, so, 
when I saw this slave one, I freaked out. I screamed literally at the top of my lungs. I was so pumped to see that ship and the noise. And it just brought so much of like clone, clone wars. Like it just, it was so iconic Boba. And to see that ship again, like it gave me chills. I loved it. And then to find out that like, there's so much more Boba we're going to get, Ashley. And, like, and the first thing when we saw that ship, I was like, dude, what? We would have never thought last week we we're going to get Boba. We literally said, like, last week that, yeah, we're probably not going to see Boba till like, next season. Like, it's kind of, like, teased for more Boba later. And, like, uh, it was it was a big, once again, like, we have had how many episodes in a row where there's, like, name drop, character reveal. like. They keep getting it. And like for me, like all this nitpicky stuff, I do agree. Like it there's parts of it, this episode that took me out. And it, it shows me that it wasn't done by Dave Filoni or John Farrell didn't like actually right. produce this episode or people that we've actually seen before. So you can tell it's kind of a little different. It's um a, it was just a different director than we've seen. But it's yeah, it was yeah. just John Favreau wrote the episode though, right? He yeah, wrote the episode but, and then him and him and uh, Dave were executive producers right. for that for this episode too. Yeah, so I mean they did have a lot, but like the directing part and the angles, I feel like you could prop you could tell. You know what I mean? Just the way the angles, yeah. it was it felt a little different. And not to say that it was awful, like any like Jer- or well Jeremiah we haven't seen, but Andrew said like, but it is not near as what last week people are saying this is the best Star Wars that they've seen so far, and I'm like, well, last no, week I think no. personally last week was still better than this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now, like I, do, I do love Episode One, but this is kind of like, it's pretty close to Episode One for me in the sense of like actually getting to see Boba in action, pull that out. Yeah. Now, now next week. We have Boba, so I don't know. Um, my heart was a little <laughs> broken towards the middle of this episode, too, because I did not. I'm really sad for Mando in two oh, reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I did like that aspect of the story. Like it actually kind of like I like I don't know what his plan was to get off there, but Boba is gonna. I don't know. There's so much potential of Boba Fett, and I just I love that. So I'm okay with these little nitpicky rocks and stuff. And I love the the iconic like. There's so much good stuff about it. I don't want to say anything too much, but I do really appreciate this episode. and I love it, but it is not my number one episode, Jeremiah. So All calm right. down. Well, everyone, prepare yourselves. Fasten Turn your off, so... and we'll tell you when you can come back in as soon as Jeremiah's um, time. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. So, my re- so I watched this episode twice this morning before work, and okay. from the first time I watched it to the second time, and then thinking about it all day, my view of this episode is the same as my view as. Um, the Rise of Skywalker movie. In that, wait, all, wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen. No, 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 no. I wasn't gonna argue. I was. Hey, hey, hey. So I was gonna wait. <laughs> I was just gonna say you really meant what you said this morning in the Discord. So, with the Rise of Skywalker, the first time I saw the Rise of Skywalker opening night, I was like, uh-huh. 
this is one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. Like this is this could be my favorite one. And then as time went by, I remember that. As time went by, I started to realize with the Rise of Skywalker and with this episode of The Mandalorian that all the individual aspects of of the episode were amazing, but they didn't fit together in a good, coherent way, in my opinion. Because everything in this episode, um, every, everything happened very conveniently. Like, it just, things just happened. Like, like he, like the whole thing with the jetpack thing, like, really made me mad. Because that was a stupid storyline point. That he put down his jetpack and like well, be- well, because why? of that baby yoda was taken like right he never picked it up like why wouldn't he just pick it up when he had to go um like so there's that was very convenient and it's just kind of like um so like there's that aspect and convenient like how um when the stormtroopers failed then oh you know the the starship is there and it's shoots the Razor Crest, and then he sends the Dark Troopers in, and just like, why don't you just send the Dark Troopers in in the first place? And they would have never even been able to stop them anyway. Um, and, like, then there's like, this, this how the episode ends, like, I just absolutely hate it, because I think it doesn't make sense at all. Um, but... Which part? The return to Navarro, and the interaction with Cara. Dune. Oh yeah, okay. That was the one thing I did not like, I, and I did hate. I could have hate hate hates aggressive, it, but like we don't need I, to see freaking this episode though. Like Bill it was, Burr again. It was thirty, what thirty five minutes? Yeah, it was 30, whatever. And he minus three. Yeah, minus minus six minutes off from the from the credits and the opening recap. Like mm-hmm. I felt like if they added ten more minutes. And made the story kind of like earn itself, where like there was nothing was convenient, but everything was earned. Like if there was an actual struggle with the dark troopers at the end, sure. Like yeah. e- even if it was just Baby Yoda or Grogu, sorry, like <laughs> waking up from the from the meditation and then like trying to use the Force to try and stop him, or he pushes him back just a little bit, just for like three seconds right. or whatever, and like right. but then they like that would have been way but much better. Or if even if, you know, the three got to the top of the hill before the Grogu was taken, and there was still some sort of struggle there. Like that would have been so much better. Like where they they were, um, Moff Gideon earned taking the child rather than just taking it for no reason or, or for with no effort at all. Like so, like we'll get into as we go through piece by piece. I'll we can talk about all the issues I have, but. Um, so you just don't really enjoy the conveniency of the episode. The conveniency and it's how like there's this as we'll go through like there's story parts of the story parts that I just didn't make sense to me. Like yeah, I it, it I you know I agree. I can see pretty easily where you're where you're coming from. Um, you know, I it is interesting. It does feel like they had the end in mind. Right. And then made the decision about the jetpack. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. well, how would they? How would he get taken? Well, he would just jetpack over there. Oh, we got to get rid of his jetpack. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not what happened. But I, yeah, there was there was one point 
during the second time I watched it, because that's that's the reason for the second watch is you get all like the shock and awe value out of the way. Yeah. And I was watching. I've seen it, it like, five times. So <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to miss anything on this episode. I think there's yeah. a lot of pressure on my end as oh, Boba sure. Fett like diehard fans. So I'm going to make sure that all the Boba Fett diehard fans. I'm I'm treating you guys well, but yes. But, you know, there the second time I watched it, I was like, he could have gotten there if he had a jetpack. And then the other thing that I thought was, the dark troopers literally just land, and then they grab they fly, them and leave. They, they just fly away. Yeah, I didn't they, really you know, care it's just for like, that it's, part. Yeah, there's a so, lot. Okay, so like, there is a lot of things, and granted, I feel like if we didn't have the last episodes, we would not be this nitpicky. Oh, yeah, right. And and I think even yeah. it, even the last like parts of this season, like this episode is by far the quality of it is not much different than all of season one in hindsight, if you really think about it. And and I think we just need to remember that like it's still really good. And to like Andrews was saying in the beginning, like to show how intense it was a Boba Fett redemption story more than anything else. And they had to tie him in somehow. I get allegedly like, I mean, they didn't, they really didn't have to add Boba to it. Um, but this was his comeback story essentially. Oh yeah. And, and I think that's what more. That's why they focused. It seemed like they focused on that aspect a lot more than the actual story, and they kind of built that around the story, and they kind of just plugged it in and fit it in. Because like, like Jeremiah, you were saying, like it doesn't make sense why they, we had to end in Navarro. Like that didn't make any sense. Well, well, the ending in Navarro makes sense. I just don't like how it was executed, and we'll get to that. That's, end. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like, but yeah, we'll get to that. All right. All right. But we should jump in a scene by scene. Yeah. So, like almost every episode, or maybe every episode, it starts in the ship, the Razor Crest, like in space, and there's flying, and Din Jaren is kind of semi training Grogu. <laughs> Just a little bit. He's very fatherly. Right. And, yeah. um, what'd you guys think of this? scene where he's trying to train try, uh, kind of training but not really and then him just kind of like being it made me sad sad why yeah because it it shows you how much like we were talking about last week um if you're new go check out last week's you would appreciate what i'm about to say but i think what andrew was saying last week was like the biggest thing is like you can tell as a like a father figure like he is so he wanted him to perform so well in that last position like thing and then he did and he still wasn't picked it's almost like you weren't picked for the team but you did your best and maybe someone else will pick you and he was just like frustrated and he was also sad because the potential like he did it again and he's gonna do it and he's gonna perform but now I'm, i might lose my kid and he's like, you're going to have to go with him. And it just made me sad. Like, you can tell he didn't ha want necessarily to give away Grogu. But you know that he's going to if it, that situation comes up. And it was just a really sad moment. That's why he's like, dang it. Like, he was like, I'm not mad at you. But 
Oh, I think I, I think the situation. The dank Farrick was. He was happy. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. But, what do you guys think about that phrase that they've been doing every uh, episode? It's, it's whatever. Did, Wait, every episode. Every episode, someone says dank Farrick. Oh, I I didn't notice that until today. for this for this season. Oh. And so my big question is. Is the whole reason they've been doing that so that in this episode he can really yell it out loud? And like, I honestly did not recognize like, it until this episode. Yeah, well, like, well, it happened. It was like the time where like, I noticed like that they're doing a pattern every episode was in um th- third episode. What was it called? With the Mandos with Bo-Katan. Uh, the heiress the heiress like that uh, the other female mandalorian she says dank ferric when oh. the male guy was like he's a guy of the watch or whatever like that's when i noticed it and then i think the previous episode said it, and then every episode after that they said it but i don't i think it's just a lame phrase and i feel like they're well it's like they're f-bomb well kind of but i also feel like they're gonna start Making shirts with Dank Ferric written oh, on. Oh heck yeah, They're dude! Gonna sell the crap out of that shirt. And just they're probably already shirts. You can probably look it up right now. <laughs> I, I still, I still think like Carabast is a better. Oh <laughs> yeah, I like Carabast. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So that sounds that's... too much like Carabascus. They can't do it anymore. I don't know what that is. So you don't need to. It's fine. <laughs> um, but so. They arrive on the planet, and you know he's searching for the flying around, trying to find the the temple ruins. And I was kind of disappointed by the temple ruins because I was expecting like large rock castles that like collapse. Me too. And those, Me too. It, yeah. Something maybe something similar to like Octu, like where Luke was, like where there's like right. these old buildings. Yeah. They were falling apart and kind but of. But remember, in Oct two though, there were people were still taking care of them. Oh, right, but there were still ruins though. Like, but clearly, no one has taken care of these at all. Right, but when you hear the word ruins, you don't think of yes, yeah, you don't think of a, a little Stonehenge on top of a hill that's basically clean looking. Like, I right. I expected a bunch of crumbly buildings that fell over walls that fell over with like little like two foot tall walls that were still standing oh. like yeah I yeah it was kind of convenient think of like how fast he found it yeah well that's a star wars that's yeah everything in star wars that's they always true. arrive there and they're on the thing in like two seconds so that's just part of star wars Nah, jeremiah i agree though i was expecting something more akin to like your stereotypical like world war ii movie wreckage you know where right. the buildings are like yeah. the walls are collapsed and stuff like that yeah um because when she says there's, I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, there's there's ruins of an ancient temple. Take him to the top of the mountain there, and there's a seeing stone. Right. And first of all, I thought it was I thought it was going to be an actual mountain, <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, it was not a much a hill. taller mountain. Yeah. Um. But I I agree. I was hoping for more of a Jedi, like a an old Jedi presence there, just artifacts and buildings and whatnot. But right, we got Power Rangers. <laughs> right <laughs> i flash out of that for you hi huh, uh i kind of hate that you said that because now it makes me hate this episode more <laughs> sorry Oof. I, I, I i did not want that i don't want that part. all right i just but so he's he kind of circles around 
the seeing stone top and he's like okay well i can't land here so we gotta fly go, arrive with the windows down or whatever it is and so he lands off down at the bottom somewhere and then he jetpacks up with grogu in his arm which was a that was a nice little scene um, well and, and i think that was kind of important because it, it does show you how how far from where he originally parked all right to, yeah and like and how valuable that jetpack was and like i know you hate how convenient it was that you took it off but kind of makes like it understands like, yeah, i understand why he took it off i just don't understand why he didn't grab it and put it back grab on, it and i i don't understand why he took it off because he oh, no, Boba because, told him to because they well, put, sure. put down their weapons, and if he had his jetpack yeah. on, then they would put down he his could... weapons, and he would just fly away, and then he'd be safe. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. Sure, but he didn't make him put down his pistol. There's put away your weapons pistol. and take off your jetpack. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, that, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good the, whole, point. the whole point is to take it off so he right. can't run away, like, basically. Sure. So, like, I get that. Um... But, but yes, what Drew was saying, it does that flying scene with the jetpack does show the distance from the ship to the top of the hill. That how you know to run up there is not an easy task. So it does. Right. I guess that's a good point um, to point out. Um, and so they go up to the top and they they enter into the the whatever you want to call it. The their I don't know. Not, not an arena, the platform area on top. The seeing stone? Huh? Well, the, the seeing stone? The seeing stone is just the seeing stone, but the whole like platform area, I don't know what you would call that. The huddle whole, station. I don't know. The, the gather spot. Something like that. But anyway, they, go, right. in, they <laughs> go in there and he puts Grogu on there. He's like, all right, do you see anything? <laughs> or are they supposed to see you? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I really liked how he... Put on his little like radar, like his little like vision thing, and like trying to like maybe there's something we yeah. got like, like like there's a lever that can control the force. Yeah, That's not how the force like, works. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just a funny thing. Like he still doesn't get the force. He doesn't really get the Jedi, and so yep, I like that. And then oh, anyway, before we go, like when uh, the title reveal, what was your guys' response to the title reveal of the tragedy? I was really hoping, I was really hoping that we were going to get a flashback of Order 66. Yes, that is exactly what I thought too. Because, because like, that's what we were, that's what we were thinking. And I guess that, that clouded my judgment a little bit, but I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to get to see, like, with the episode being titled that way, I was like, oh, this isn't just going to be a flashback. We're going to get to see, like, a larger chunk of his backstory. That would have been dope. And we did not. Yeah. No. See, I when I saw that, I, I figured something was gonna happen. Um because I was honestly so focused on the beginning part when they showed Boba Fett's feet again. And I was just too focused on that. And I was like, if we see Boba Fett again. That is going to be insane. And that's honestly all I thought about. When I saw tragedy, it was like the tragedy that Boba Fett lost his armor. Or the tragedy oh, that Mando's going to have to kill Boba Fett. Like some oh, tragedy. Like, I don't know. I did not think. Like, I mean, the outcome, it didn't really surprise me in the middle of that fight. 
like the conveniency of it kind of seemed predictable. And maybe that's what really, really annoyed it, Jeremiah, because it was predictable. Like we knew it was going to happen, the yeah. end of that. Well, like, we knew eventually at some point Moff Gideon was going to get Grogu at some point yeah. in the series. Like it right. was inevitable. Right. It's just going to happen. And I think. And they. Yeah. Yeah. But like, again, like I said, I just wished it was earned, not just simply a right. wipe of, and took him. So, um, yeah. but when Mando is trying to get Grogu to do his thing, you hear a ship go by. Like, oh, there's Moff Gideon. Yeah. Like, that's, that's exactly what I thought. And that's what they that's wanted what you I to think. Too, yeah. They wanted yeah. you to think that, okay, they got there right away. And when it showed slave one, like I was just shocked. Like I didn't expect it at all. Like they got me. <laughs> and like, for some reason I didn't even make the connection between the the recap. Like it didn't even make me think that I, I didn't even think about it. Like I was like, okay, this I, recap. Like, I don't really. Think I did. Recap, really. Well, well see, I, I I used to not, and then so many things have been hinted at the, in the recaps that I I started watching them, and that was the thing when I saw that scene, I was like, so Boba Fett's going to be back at some point in this episode, I, I guess. I think you know, I, when I reason I didn't think about it was because I guess I assumed that that scene was the marshal I, I it was never confirmed oh, that, right. that in that scene right. that was boba oh and then i was thinking but then like i remember doing the recap i was like but what was his name cobb vanth he was like he didn't have uh a, a cape. cape and so like, i was like okay whatever like i don't know understand why we're seeing this scene but whatever but now it makes sense now with when Slave One showed up, I was just shocked. And like, one yeah. of the things that was convenient, one of the, that's not a convenient thing, but, and then I kind of like pulled back on it, but how uh, Boba Fett was able to track him on his own, but Moff Gideon couldn't track him and find him without a tracking fob on. But you know why Boba Fett tracked him, right? Well, to get his armor, yeah, but no, but no, but no, how he did it, how he did it was because yeah. it was in his armor. Yeah, I think I that's think why they showed us that thing at the end. Well, so that, the reason why he showed us show us that for that reason, he he they showed it was, us that uh, was his, uh, that, that was his lineage. Yes, but it was also to show that he was able to track it. But they never said that in the show. No, but I didn't know you could track like, your armor. I. Well, I, I would imagine well, Boba. Would, if anybody would have a way, Boba would. That's that's how I think he did it. Oh, yeah. I I because the reason that's why a I, running theme and well, everyone's talking about because like also when he said like this encrypted code has been in this armor for twenty five years twenty yeah and like that code he could track that code. Well, cause now reason, he did mention the chain code, his chain code. Yeah, and the that's last I mean. time we heard that was. For a tracking fob, yep, I'm pretty sure. Right, but Grogu doesn't have any electronics on him when he was. We tracked. don't know how Grogu. That's still a mystery to everyone. Well, okay, but anyway, my point was the reason why I 
didn't say it was convenient just that he was able to find him was because, well, he's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. So he has that ability to track. I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give him that one. But I never made a connection between tracking his armor. Cause I feel like if it was tracking the armor, he would have gotten to him on Tatooine, not on Tatooine, but on, on the ice planet or at any of the episodes, he could have been there like right away. If he just has to, that's true. Cause he, cause he had extended time on, on those planets on uh, the ice planet on Trask on Navarro and then on Corvus, like that's four planets that he was on for at least a day. And then he gets to um, Tython and he's there for 20 minutes and he's found him. Like, I guess that's the thing that it, an issue with like the story. Like he just kept missing him by a little bit, you know, maybe, I don't know. Unless like all those planets are so far away, but when he finally got there, like it didn't register. But then like Tython is like the next planet over. It from... seemed like he got to Tython pretty quick, actually. That's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he got there, he was there for 20 minutes and then he found him. Like seemed, well, it seemed like Mando too got there pretty quickly too. Well, we don't. Well, we don't know how much time passed between True. the, the episodes. I wish that was something that we would knew more about in Star Wars, like how, how long like hyperdrives travel is. Like, if you read the books, oh gosh, canon books or EU they, books? Canon books. Canon. What is they it actually? Oh yeah, they actually talk about how some of the jumps are multiple hours, like, like. 12 to 24 hours because of how far apart they are. But they're never so like, like days though, or weeks. I th- I think that there's been some light conversation about it, but like, I know, I know there, there's this kind of common misconception because of the way the editing is for all of the media, the visual media where it's like, let's hit the hyperspace. Boom. We go from one side of the galaxy yeah. Yeah, we go one one side of the galaxy to all the way to Tatooine or something in a, in a second. But it's like in the books they talk about how, you know, some of the calculations take extremely long periods of time. Right, I never, know, the, I never thought it was like instantaneous. I always thought it was like a few hours, and I always wondered is it some of them a few days or a week? Because like if you're on, I think so, opposite ends of the outer rim, like that would right. I feel like would still take. I don't think it. I don't At think it's weeks, days. but I, I think there have been a few that I've read. And again, I've, I've read so many of the books that sometimes it like really mushes together for me, but well, I'm pretty yeah. sure there have been some that have been a few days and you like know, 48 hours. We might find out more information from the High Republic series coming up because that first chapter that was released talked about true. newly instated hyperlane drives, like lanes that... And it's just being expanded upon. So maybe in those books, right. we'll get some more information. Maybe. In those books, Jeremiah might read. So I said I might consider reading those because that could be the future film series based on that. But we don't know. We'll see. If, if this video gets 10,000 listens in the next week. 48 hours. Anyway. So he sees the slave one and he's like, oh crap, we got to get out of here. And he turns around and baby Yoda or oh gosh, 
Stop. <laughs> I've been saying Baby Yoda for over a year now. Now they're trying to make me say We weren't even Yoda. supposed to say that. Well, they should have known better. That is fair, yeah. <laughs> if, if it was a Baby Wookiee, we'd be calling it Baby Chewy. Like, it's... We'll just call him Ewok. Or, or uh, what's his face from Clone Wars? Gunji? Gunji. Baby Gunji. Baby cool. Gunji. But uh, he turns around and he's meditating. One second. Uh, I just want to make note. So I'm re I'm rewatching Clone Wars. We've talked about this, and uh, there's a scene as I'm going back through with a newfound respect for for Star Wars memes. Well, not newfound, but a, a refreshed respect for Star Wars memes that I didn't have the first few times I watched it years ago. Uh, and there's a scene where where Obi Wan says to Anakin. Uh, he goes, yes, but Anakin spinning isn't flying. And Anakin looks at him and goes, but it's a good trick. <laughs> what does that have to do with? Dude, it doesn't. I just thought about it. I just thought about it. Based, it like something in the conversation reminded me. And look, listen, everyone at home is laughing because we all remember the, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick from episode oh. one. Did you Did you not get that? No. No. Oh, it's a meme. Come on. It's a There's meme, like, not a uh, auditory joke that you say Yeah, but on they a put it what I'm saying is they put it into an episode of Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, that is oh. kind of funny. Right? Anakin knew it doesn't matter. Just keep going. Yeah, Jeremiah, so <laughs> what? Guys, I thought you guys were actually going to laugh the way I did. No. I actually laughed I out forgot loud about and it. Clapped. I clapped and pointed at the screen and went, ah, I see what you did there. And I had to explain. Even my wife got it. Whatever. Must have been you had to be there kind of thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Too bad I'm not married to you or I would have got it. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, have, you, have, you, have you seen the shopping cart meme? Where it's like, the it's got a shopping cart and the first three wheels are normal wheels. And the fourth wheel is a picture of Anakin in the cockpit. Because one of in shopping carts, a lot of the janky ones, there's always one wheel that just spins continuously. <sighs> Seriously, guys. <sighs> okay, you're talking Wait. to a guy who doesn't ever really go on social media except Facebook, and then you're talking to me who I just no, I go, I I see Actually, memes yeah, all you, the time. Like I don't even look at memes that much. Honestly. I see Star Wars Dude, memes all day, every day. Like so many meme accounts on Instagram. I, I shared a meme funny. with you guys last night, and you guys didn't respond did. to it. But whatever. Oh. Whatever. I saw it though. I chuckled. <laughs> it's a little too late I, now. <laughs> all right, Anyways. all right. Let's get back into this episode. So, he, for the fifth time, he turns around. <laughs> he turns around and sees baby Grogu meditating finally. And no pun intended. There's a force field around it. Yeah. Keep going. Just, just keep. <laughs> nope, nope. You keep talking. See, I was there for that. That's why I laughed. That was okay, pretty good. How, how did? How was that? How did? How was that any funnier than the line from the freaking Clone Wars animated I series? I don't remember. I didn't remember. Oh. Like, I tried spinning. That's. I don't remember. I didn't remember that. I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. So, Baby Yoda is behind a force field, and. Then Jen's all right, we gotta go. And he tries to go grab him and he gets pushed back, like boom. So he gets forced back. Force pushed, yep. No, and no, no, no. He's forced backwards. 
Yep. Seriously? Okay, that's fine. You know what? I'm not, I'm not making any, any more jokes. You can just keep talking and I'll be quiet for the rest of the episode. Go ahead. Uh, sorry to our listeners right now. If you're trying to get to all the details of this episode, we're just goofing off a little bit. But no, I'm sorry to our listeners. Having, that appreciate my humor and hear me just crashing and burning over here. We're having fun. And also, maybe in the future, Discord conversations like this will be between all among all of us yes and then you guys to. can laugh with andrew maybe it could be like a great <laughs> a great joke that we all have as a community where when andrew makes a meme or a joke like we don't acknowledge it or laugh or, or we could just say like the beginning of that joke was trash but it, it worked out <laughs> yeah, at the end. all right so then jaren he realizes he can't grab grogu because he's stuck basically and so he goes and looks and scans the area and he sees a slave unlanded and he sees someone walking out and so like, all right someone's here for the, the child like because that's what he's used to if some people are trying to track him and so he goes down you there know, i bet he's pretty fed up with that yeah yeah it's, it's gotta be annoying <laughs> seriously are you serious i said what? fed up just keep going. Oh, just, I didn't even catch. I didn't. Fat, fat. Me, no, it's fine. No more jokes for me. <laughs> I thought you were already done with no more jokes. I wasn't. I didn't hear fat. I heard fed. So that's yeah. I I didn't hear fat either. Sorry. We apologize. Uh, uh, um, I I feel bad for that one actually. I but, didn't hear properly. Honestly, just, my bad. Just keep just keep talking. So he goes down the hill to investigate, to confront this individual or whatever, and massive gunfire, boom, 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 and he gets behind a rock, and it's like, oh, dang, what's going to happen? pretty finicky. Ah! See, see, that there one? There we go. Thank you. There you go. All right. We'll, all we'll, right. we'll, we'll, give, we'll you. give you that one. Okay. Okay. This. All right, can we go now? Can we go? Yes. We're yeah. an hour into this, and we are only walking are we, down the Are we an hour into this? We are oh 51 Shoot. minutes into this. And we're this, literally we... five minutes into the episode. Oh, yeah, crap. so come on. Let's go. Um, uh, and we may have to force our way down. Uh, okay, you, no. You hear you hear Boba Fett's voice, uh, Tamora Morrison. Yes. And he's like, I can't remember what it was. We called him Mando or Mandalorian or whatever, and they... Then Jaren peeks around the corner like, what? I just, I just love that. Like, there's this. It, it's it very much seems like Din Jaren just has thrown an air, a, a bit of caution to the wind because of his Beskar. Like, no, he don't nine times out of shoot me nine, yeah, nine times out of ten, you wouldn't peek your head out if you had just been shot at that way, right? But he's like, eh. I'll, well, we do see it later in the episode where he yes. just takes it, like which was great, yeah, which was great, yeah. And so he goes around the corner, and they kind of look at each other, like you know, a little, little face off. And he's like, "Are you here for the child, or are you a Jedi, or whatever?" And what did he, what did what was his response? His initial response, I forget. The and. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way that, in the universe. That what he said right away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he said that he he stole his father's line, Jingo Fett. And okay, that's a cool, cool so, nod. Like, 
it's not really Easter egg, really, but a cool reference. And um, he's like, I'm here for the armor. And they're like, well, you're only going to get this armor if you if I'm dead. And he's like, no, my armor. The one that you took from Cobb Vanth on Tatooine. And you're like, it belongs to me. He's like, well, you're a Mandalorian. Like, did you take the creed? Did you make the oath? He's like, I... I was it, I pledged myself to no one or what was it? Something like that. And pretty much. Yeah. And so that was just like, all right, now he, he's still, he's still a lone wolf. He's still by himself. Like he's doing his thing. And so at this point, I still don't even realize that Finnick is there. Like, but then he's like, well, what if I just, you know, like I could kill you or whatever. And he's like, well, I have the, the best sharpshooter in the galaxy pointed at, you know, your little, what do you call it? A little companion? Is that what he called it? Well, no, he said, I, oh. uh, I've got it pointed. He makes a general statement. Like I've got a sharpshooter on that ridge and he's like, the second I see that muzzle flash. Right. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll both, you'll both be dead. Yeah. I'm and wearing he, Baskar. You're not. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and he's like, no, it's, it's not for you. It's for your companion up there on the on yeah. the hinge. And and Finnick yells out and immediately Dinjarin recognizes the voice, which was interesting because you can't really from his angle, you can't really see who it is, but he recognizes the voice and she acknowledges that, which is which I do like that. I I I enjoy that because I think an average viewer would have knew it was her, right? And in a lot of other shows we would have got like what you're here and like they want to acknowledge it but like he she acknowledged like oh you have good ears mandel like you remember my voice and there's not really a reason for you to like you didn't need to remember my voice and you did because that that thing was a pretty significant thing that happened it kind of made it more like real a sense like i don't know so what would you? What was your guys' response to her being alive when we thought she was killed? Convenient. You did think it was good. Did you? Did we ever? I mean, did you ever expect it when she was killed and thing no. was confronted by uh, that person? Like we find out Boba. now, it's Boba. But that confrontation of confronting the dead body. Did you ever suspect that maybe he was going to try to save her or anything like that? No. No, I, I felt like I. No, I felt like Drew and I maybe thought about that a little bit when we first were doing the podcast. I feel like we talked first, about it. I can't remember, but I didn't think she was dead. But then, like when Mandel went up to her and she was still on the ground, then I'm like, oh, because I thought maybe Mandel would get there and she would jump out, you know? Right. And so, like, maybe we talked about it. So I, I think I no, made, I, yeah. I think I made the comment way back when that you know she's actually a, a fairly big name actress. Yeah. And why would they hire her for just one, one little thing? One little thing. Like obviously, like there's other big name actors and actresses that are in the show that are just kind of there for once. But this was like her. She felt different because of her reputation and. and um, yeah, she wasn't a comedian. That too, and then we're getting him back too, which is kind of not good. 
but we'll talk about that. And so, like, I, I like her. Like, I think she's an interesting character, and I like the actress. And so I, I'm happy that she's back. Like, it's not, I'm not surprised by it. But, like, again, it's kind of convenient. But whatever. Um, I really would have liked, and I know that, I know this it would be impossible because of the timeline, but I I really I really would have liked to see a character like Aura Singh, you know, like be- another bounty hunter that you know we've may, may maybe seen once or twice. Uh, that's not f- directly from the Mandalorian. Right. It would have been cool but, if we would have got like IG eleven or IG eighty eight, and he could have thought it was IG eleven for a little bit. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Actually, that would have yeah. been really cool. Because he could have thought it was IG eleven and like was okay with it, and then realized no, this is still bad. Like it would have actually like right. kind of made a really cool dynamic scene. But yeah, like you're right, Jeremiah. Like she's a huge actor. Like she's a pretty was significant. She, was she the voice for the original Mulan? I actually I, don't really know anything about her, so I, I you'll have to take this so. I think she's the voice of the I original. Think so. the, the animated Mulan from 98. Not the new one. God bless America. That comes out on for free now on Disney for Plus. For free now. Yeah. Go I'm excited to watch time. it. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Because I no, don't really no. like the original Mulan at all. I think it's not as great as everyone says it is. Oh, it's what? not that great at all. It is not. I watched it like a few months ago on Disney Plus. I'm like, this is not as good as everyone thinks it is. But anyway. Well. Uh, You've been listening to another episode of the Empire Radio (laughs) Podcast. We're all dead now. Um, Golly. Uh, Jeremiah was fired. (laughs) There's lines that you cross, Jeremiah, and every week we're like, sure, you don't like Boba. Yeah, but Mulan? I like like Boba. Um, I'm just not obsessed with him like you, okay? Just calm down. I like Boba. Calm down. We're fine. I'm happy. I'm happy that he's back. I, I love that aspect That's fair. uh so anyway so they all right we're gonna put our gun down guns down and just talk talk this through and um and that's right there that's when um boba says if you give me the armor or if i can get she my is, armor back she is the original voice actor move on by the way okay uh he's like if you get me my armor i'll ensure the safety of your of the child, of the companion, or whatever he said. And the thing is, he Din Djarin did not agree to that because right when he made the proposal, that's when the, the troop transport came by. And that's when immediately, you know, Boba and Finnick, they go run one way. Din Djarin runs up the hill and because he, he took off his back uh, jetpack off. I'm like, it just didn't make sense. Already, I'm like, you're already pissed off. I, I it just didn't register. Like, why is it like? It's just like, why is it taking for him so long to get up the hill? And I'm like, oh, he didn't have a jetpack, but it's literally right there when he started running. And also, we know that he has a remote control on it because we see that in oh, the first episode. Why did you say that? And he could have been running up the hill and like right, called it to him, making up some ground while he's waiting to get it, like running up and then it latches onto his back. And then he goes up like, okay, you just ruined this episode more for me, dude. <laughs> I totally forgot about that part. Dang. Because that was going to highlight in episode was that two, 
when that guy yeah. tried to rob him, which is yeah. the same guy in Force Awakens that everyone forgot about. But um, when he robbed him and he just made him go fly up and drop same to the ground. It was guy. the same alien species that tried to rob uh, Ray in The Force Awakens. Oh, on with BB-8? Mm-hmm. Uh, forget his name, whatever. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm already, so I'm already like in this episode, like, I don't get this. Like, why is this, this is stupid. And he takes forever to get up to Hill, but we see as he's running up to Hill, we see all kinds of great, um, action from Boba and Finnick. Oh, heck yeah, we do. And this is great stuff. And one of the reasons why the, the Boba like melee attack part was so great is because that was definitely Tamora Morrison doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a stunt guy where you see the back of their head only and you just see a face once in a while, like in a close-up, like swing around or something. Like this was actually him. Like he was putting in work and it yeah. was very believable that this is Boba Fett. And, you know, I really like this scene, but I feel it takes away from the significance of him putting the armor on and kicking butt because there's not other than what do you mean? No, I don't, I don't other, I, other, I, other than the knee, the knee shots and shooting down yeah. the ships with the rocket. He yeah. could have done all the same stuff with the staff that he already did earlier in the episode. Well, sure. And so but, I want, I wanted to see a contrast between him with the armor on and without the armor on, the and they were exactly the same intensity and quality uh, and great. like the whole Power Ranger episode. You wanted to see them without their armor, see, without their suit. Yeah, but they butt. fight better when they put their armor on. Exactly, that's okay. what you wanted. That's but I just think that made it any difference for me. I I think it proves to me the best that he, he, yeah, that he can hold his own without his armor just yep. as well. That's what it proved so, to me too. I, I just it, I felt like it took away from his armor because it didn't add anything with his armor. And and for me, it actually there's no significance to the, him putting the armor on because he can kick butt without it, other than shooting off a rocket and shooting on some ships. Well, like, the the main difference is that with his armor on, he he no longer has to be in close quarters. That's I mean like. Tactically, though, that that's a pretty big deal. Hey, his because... gut was kind of big in this episode. Like they had a lot of flesh to shoot at. Like <laughs> it wasn't a snug fit anymore. Like it was kind of janky. Oh, yeah, well, no. sure, that was like but... my wife's one thing was like, wow, you can see when he put on his armor, the scenes without it was him and his stunt double, because his belly shrinks in the middle of that episode. If you I didn't it. notice I that. Didn't. He, she's like, he looks like you. <gasps> Wait, no, no, he doesn't. No, he looks like, like are, okay. are you the skinny one or are you the chubby one? <laughs> say, y'all can get yourself. I was just like, okay, <laughs> just so for me. Um, but yeah, but, but yeah, he's he's kicking butt. I I when he's kicking butt with the melee stuff, I thought it was just great because it was also very. When we see the armorer fight in season one. And destroy those like we see like some smashed helmets and like the, the those pieces of that flying in the air. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But when that he was- does it, it's like ten times yeah. more intense and more destruction. And this he was is- just ruthless. I think this was the first time we've really seen a gaffy stick. 
being put to use. Yeah, I wanted to say that for me, it it made me love the sand people and their weaponry so much more. And for me, that that was the biggest thing. So even that angle where you just got the butt end on the ground upward angle of the gaffy stick that like was showing like, hey, this is what he's using. He's using this yeah. weapon from the sand people. His gun, he's not using it because it's too far. He has to reload. It's too much work. So he's going to be tight knit quarters. But then when he put on his arm, he was able to like shoot him farther away. He was able to have more range. And like, that's for me, that's what it brought. It meant like he can still do hand to hand combat, but when he needs to use his guns, he can like, that's for me. And the last time we saw Boba live action, that boy flew into a hole in the ground. Okay. So it was horrible. So like this, it just made Boba so good to me. So, right. I, I, I really do though like the Boba, like all the Boba stuff and how it shows his yeah. dominance as a fighter, lone fighter, and what he was capable of as the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy. Like I get mm-hmm. that they paint that picture and it's great, but the one thing is like I said, I just yeah. wish there was a con a bigger contrast between with and without the armor. That's all I'm saying. Like if he would have killed one of those other troopers, you would have been fine. The the ones the deaf troopers or whatever dark the, troopers dark troopers dark troopers yeah. he would have cool. just like flew up to them and like ripped one apart that and one that, away. That, then he would have been, been like okay that'd been dope that would have been cool that would have fixed like whole, almost a whole episode just that one thing yeah so well, see why don't we produce these shows you guys well when I win a five hundred million dollar <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um so then we okay so we see Boba do his melee stuff, and it's amazing. And then we see Finnick just going crazy with her rifle and shooting everyone, which is great, just mowing people down. Um, and so then that's cool. And then Mando gets up back to the top of the hill, and he does his hardest to try and get Grogu out of there. And he's, he's actually forcing himself into it, and like he's actually making progress, but then it flings him back so hard that he gets knocked out for... A minute or two or whatever it was and so then i believe it goes back then to uh finnick and her fighting because oh sorry when mando finishes his or not mando boba finishes his melee thing he looks to the razor crest and you know he's going in there to go get his armor so i forgot that little detail but it goes back to finnick doing her shooting thing and the one thing that i hate the most in movies or TV shows is when, and we see it a couple times with her is like when she's like running on that Ridge, when the E-web shooting, like just take a couple steps to to the side and go on the other side of the Ridge. And then they can't get you rather than staying at the top where they're trying to follow her. And also when a giant rock is rolling at you, take two steps to the side and you're Gucci. Like it's, Hey, that was an Indiana Jones reference, okay? Just give it to him. It wasn't. So yes, I, it was. How was it? That was I, an Indiana Jones like plug. Come on. I I don't think that every single time a giant ball is rolling towards people that it's an Indiana Jones reference. Like it, it's literally made by the same people, though. Come on, just give it to him. Fine. Thank you. That's all I ask. <laughs> but. <laughs> So that so that's just, so I just don't like that scene. That took me out of it because it's just it was a very cliche where it's 
the whole running when it's so easy to escape it. Like I didn't like that aspect at all. Um, but I do like that she had got to inf- improvise and you know kick the rock down. So that was that was nice. Um, but she starts getting uh, overrun and pinned down, and that's when Mando shows up and he kind of like jumps up on the rock and puts his little whistling bird things out and this kills like 10 of them all instantly. And that I like really like that when they're fighting back and forth and like, they're like back to back. And then like, he like swung over her to like, they switch sides. Like I really like that aspect and how he's just taking the hits and like kind of being her armor as well. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I, I, I really liked that a lot and it became very evident that he was trying to protect her pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. that was really cool to see. Yeah, so I, I really liked that. And then, like, they were starting to get overrun, like, where they weren't going to be able to handle it. And then that's when Boba Fett in his armor shows up. I was like, Very this is slow cool. motion. Yeah, this I'm like, this is really cool. Like, like, for some reason, I wasn't even thinking that, like, he was going to, like, show up in his armor. I don't I don't know why. Cause, like, I knew, like, after he said, because I'm, like, him looking at the ship. I, for some reason, I thought he was just going like, to take the armor and, like, run. Take it back run and put it back in the ship and then leave type of thing. Like that was kind of like my initial thought, but then obviously it makes sense that he would just put it on and kill everybody. And so I didn't know that he had knee shots on his armor. Did you guys know, know that at all? I knew those things were there. I didn't know that they, that's what they were for. Right. I didn't even know that. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty, that's a cool little, yeah, thing. Kind of give me one of those. A, a knee yeah. knee shot. Yeah, just, it would suck if you just like fall on your knee and they just blow up. Though <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to see. You're walking down Minneapolis, you slip on black ice on your kneecap, and your leg blows off. Like there's no. That's why you. That's what your jetpack's for. Oh, true. You don't walk. You don't anymore. deal with the ice. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Silly me. You don't walk. Um, but yeah, so this, for me, seeing that Boba gained a few pounds took me out of it. Like one, there's one scene where it's like kind of the camera is kind of down below looking up at him and I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't fit him as well as it did back just a few years earlier. Like it It took me out of it just a little bit. It did take me out of it right away. But my fifth viewing with my wife, when she pointed it out nonstop, it took me out of it. <laughs> and I was like trying to explain to her, I'm like, well, it's been like five years. And she's like, oh, so it only takes you five years to gain that much weight. Okay. I was like, he's been sitting in the Starlight Pet eating whatever falls in. I'm like, don't judge him. Why are we judging Boba Fett right now? I don't get it. Yeah, it brought me out of it when she talked about it. But yeah, I, I don't know. It could be also like dress looking outfit underneath as well it was really baggy looking maybe and so he, the, the two tr- so then they they realize they can't take on boba fett so they the troopers they retreat back onto transports and they start taking i'm like he's definitely gonna shoot one of these down and then i see them so he aims and i'm like they're flying really close to each other i guarantee he's gonna shoot one it's gonna crash into yeah. the other and it happened and Did then anyone like, else catch that he aimed for the wrong one before he? Oh yeah, t- 
Yes. I didn't. Well, he he I didn't catch that. it. He said it. He said it. And then I, the same time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. I, I have to watch it again because I felt like it didn't. I don't know. I didn't. It, I didn't see him like change Pat. Like that's. I thought he got the one that he was aiming for because that's the way no. it looked like in the thing. No, the one he aimed for was actually the lower one, and for some reason, one, yeah. went higher and hit the top one. Well, because yeah. well, I it can't worked. Really show. I'm, I thought it was. The one he aimed for on the screen was on the bottom of the screen. It was one he was aiming at, which it was. I thought that one crossover turned to the right on the outside while the other one was going. And so when it hit the one on top, it it continued, went faster up and then crashed down. That's what I thought happened. His heat seeker is just a little old. It is. Granted, it's not even the same missile that belongs in there originally. Right. It could be the issue. Janky redneck. Bootleg, bootleg one. Well, did you see the the one that he shot was much closer to the, the design of his old one though? Oh, I, really? I didn't know. Oh yeah, it because it, it was so close to it was so close to the design that I I wondered how he got it. I I thought to myself like, where did you where did the Mandalorian did like Din Djarin pick that up or something and and restock it or something because like it looked huh? Because his name Krennic used yeah. or. Right? Is that his name? No. Cobb Vance. No, Cobb, Cobb Vance. Vance uses it. Yeah. But Boba has a rocket in that that looks very similar to his old one. Maybe he had one that like he was able to keep, that was in it originally. Maybe that's what was under his dress. Ooh. He, he's carrying around a spare rocket in the case that he gets his jetpack back. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. It's possible. You know what's also possible? Coffee. coffee. It's possible to get great coffee delivered straight to your mailbox via a coffee subscription from the second sponsor of today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. And we prepared a little message, a little quick message for you to listen to uh, to learn a little bit more about them. So why don't you just go ahead and check that out? Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. All right, do it. Go do get a it. subscription. Go check out Cufflinks. Do them both. Just mm-hmm. go, spend, go spend all the money. <laughs> Bye. Especially during quarantine. I mean, everyone's pretty much getting shut down. And it's going to be harder to get your coffee that you want. And this is the best way to get the coffee you want. It is. For first price as well. So just do it. Yeah. But one little question I have for you concerning the whole Finnick having Boba's armor. 
is we see how well Boba fights with a staff. Like, why didn't Boba just go in and try and steal the armor back? Because I felt like he could have just... Do it before. I, I don't... Like, it didn't make sense. Like, he could have just easily win that... Huh? Because he was rebuilding that girl's stomach the whole time? Well, yeah, but he also had past five years that he could have done it. We don't know how... The thing is, we don't know how long it took Boba to get out of the start. That is true, yeah. But we do know that within a few days of the fall of the Empire, Cobb Vanth had that armor. Sure. But it doesn't mean that Boba was with that armor when it came out. Oh, well, I think it's kind of implied that... Starlight could have spit him out. They spit him out or just the armor? Okay, there's no the way out. there's no way he was alive hey, for have you seen have years. you seen that have you seen that show where the the wall comes at you and it's in a specific shape and you the the people have to fit their bodies to, to that specific shape? Kinda. I feel like that's a Japanese game show. It's it's made its way to America too. You're right, but it's made its way to America. So what happened was the Sarlacc was trying to spit out the armor. You and did, his you did say that you were done making jokes, just so you know. It was just perfect. And it and the jetpack actually ignited and carried his armor straight off, helmet included, just straight out of the Sarlacc. Just like a... I, I feel he like was in there an EU in, type of thing that he's talking until about. Until right the now. day before Mando showed up and did the thing with Cobb Banff. Uh, Jeremiah's just like crashing I, EU. Like, oh, this is double just, EU right now that we're hearing <laughs> maybe andrea i'll give you that maybe I, I i heard that the starlight couldn't digest and it spit it out and somehow boba was able to escape i just don't think that That's boba cool. could have been inside that thing for longer than a few hours and not die it said he would be digested over thousands of years slowly that doesn't mean that he lives for a thousand years this it means that he dies right away either it's a slow and painful death I don't think that's what's implying. I think that the, I thought that's what it was implying. It was implying that the meat is in the system for a thousand years, and it and it takes that long to digest. But you don't stay alive for. But you also well, don't die instantly, though. There, yeah, it would be problematic for a sarlacc to have s- someone in its belly that dies very quickly, because humans decay so much faster. Than if it left him alive and just kind of digested him alive over the course of uh, sure he wouldn't have lasted thousands of years, but like he would have lasted longer. Well, it you still know? can't be more than a couple hours because uh, how is he supposed to breathe? And there's people, there's just stuff coming in all the time. There's a hole. Okay, but how is he going to eat? So obviously you're going to or drink. You're going to die of. Th- th- of thirst within a day or two, you're gonna need food. Like, there's no way he was inside the sock pack for months and months or years and years, and that's why he wasn't maybe. able to get Cobb Pan. Maybe armor. there's maybe there's a a, a waiter down yeah, there. Dude, come on, there's droids and a, and a, and a full some kitchen. Droids. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a ho- hotel. It's like it, it, what you don't what you don't know is you get down there, you take a right. And it's Canto. It's just Canto Bite. It's just Canto Bite, dude. <laughs> Come on. And you know what they serve on Canto Bite? Bites trash. of food or trash. Canto Bites. 
I'll give they're you kind that. of like Frito, like I'll Frito. Give you Canto bites is what they serve, and Canto bite. I'll give you that. Yeah, Jeremiah's fed up with us, Drew. Let's, yeah, let's, I know. Let's stop. I think a lot <laughs> of people are right now. <laughs> anyway, so he shoots down the two ships, and it was a great scene when he looked back, and it was his like theme music. Oh yeah, that was. Oh like, yeah, that was like this is an amazing shot right there. And then they should have had like a ripping guitar solo right there that would have made it everything better and so Din Jaren's like hey that was a good shot and then was like well, it was aiming for the other one it's a little funny thing and then you hear something boom 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 or maybe it was just a single boom I can't remember one boom it was a single boom through the to, from the sky oh. and R.I.P. Razor Crest dude I was so sad I was. That was what this title of the episode was all about. That's the oh, tragedy. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's tragedy right there. Yeah, and I was really sad. But then at that same moment when I was like, "Oh no!" Like the ship's gone, and I was like, "Wait, now he has to go back with Boba Fett." Heck yeah! <laughs> that's that's literally my emotion. I did. I didn't think that at all because I was oh, more concerned because immediately it went to the dark troopers being dispatched and going. So like, I didn't even have time to think about anything, but like they definitely, if they're going to be getting into clone stuff later on in this like series, Din Jaren is going to be like, I need to clone Quill because I need him to rebuild my razor crest. Cause he's the only one that can put it together. Like, so that's my theory of what they're going to, he's going to do to get oh, his ship back. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, no, me either. I mean, every everyone would choose to clone Obi Wan first, anyways. Okay, <laughs> he wouldn't be my first choice, but well, you apparently don't appreciate the high ground very much, do you? That's no. a tactical advantage in. Every fight, Jeremiah. Apparently, yeah, this one too. Any, anyone can get to high ground with a jetpack. Yeah, but then if the other person has a jetpack, there's always someone to get the higher ground. So you knew who didn't get to the high ground fast enough? Dinjarn. Dinjarn. Uh. <laughs> uh, so okay, so <laughs> let's keep it going. So the Boba flew off because. He he was afraid that his ship was gonna blow up. You guys caught that, right? Huh? No, she told him to go grab the slave one. Like he says, I gotta go. Like he initiated. No, 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 no. She said, she said it. Well, okay. Well, either way, he went. He didn't do it to save his ship. He did it because they knew something bad was happening. Like, right? Oh, I, I I thought it was because. He didn't want to hit the slave one to be next on the ship. I don't think he. I don't think they knew uh, that ship was there. No, because well, yeah, it not. was it was far away. It wasn't. They weren't right next to each other. So like, and they they wouldn't understand that Boba Fett is there. Like they probably don't even know who Boba Fett is. So yeah, yeah. And if the ship is off, I don't. Can they? I don't think they can track a ship unless or no, it's there unless it's on. So I don't. I think he was just like knew like okay, we got company like they're doing orbital strikes i need to get in my ship because well she she asks him to go yeah I'll, well, i have a yeah. pull up right now i'll show you what he yeah says. i know that i'm saying like 
when you have an orbital strike, you're not just going to wait on the ground. Like you want to get in your ship and get in the air because you don't know what's going to happen after you start shooting, t- sending ties down or what's going on. So, but I thought it was to go after. It was originally to go after the dark troopers, well, or was that later? That's, that's later. No, that's later because he was already in the, oh. the sky. Yeah, the first already, thing she said was like, "You better go get in your ship." Yeah, and then he runs off. Yeah, and then Dinjarin's staring, and it's like a really intense moment because, like, one, you can't see his face, but once again, Elisa camera work in this episode too, like you know, oh damn, like his, he's in shock. He's really sad. He's angry. Like all these emotions by just showing a person with a helmet. And once again, like they killed that scene. And I love that. Like, it's so crazy how they can get those angles and to tell a story, even with someone's with the helmet on and they crushed it again. Oh, well, actually we, uh, well, wait, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Never mind. But anyway, yeah. So, so the dark troopers they come out like, like Iron Man, which makes sense because John Favreau. John Favreau did Iron Man the three, I think. One. The first one. Did he do three also? Maybe. Just the first one. I think just the first one. No. What well, Iron Man? So, yeah. like, I didn't, I so I didn't know anything about the dark troopers at all. Like. Like I didn't know him, so like I wasn't excited about, for him at all. Like it wasn't. It yeah, it's do, like whatever. It didn't do it for me, and like it was kind of like, what's so special about him? They're just another droid. Like, I don't know. I I can see that. That's based on me not knowing anything about him. But like, obviously, yeah. Andrew, you know far more than we do, no, so it has a lot more context. Does anyone really know anything about them besides what we've already seen? Well, they're in, in, in canon, no, but in in the expanded universe, yes. Oh yeah. So well, I know that. Saying, like, so, like when you borrow from can like from the EU stuff, like obviously they're going to bring in you know the the lore of that trooper, like yeah. so like yeah. They're also, go ahead. They're also extremely deadly. Like they're they're way more deadly than anything we've seen droid wise. Maybe maybe on the same level as like IG-11 because it's also rumored because mm-hmm. in the expanding universe, their, their armor is lightsaber resistant. And so there's, a, there's also kind of a running rumor that they might be made out of Beskar. And if that's the case, that would make then, sense. Cause if Moff they've got a, they, led yeah. the, the purge or the whatever purge on, then he would have all, if that's the case. They've, they've got oh. some prop. They've got a problem on their hands. Yeah, like Din Djarin's got a problem on his hands. Well, and potential if we get Ahsoka, she has a problem on her hands too. Yep. Damn. Interesting. But yeah, so the, they send four of those down, and they immediately just land on the Seeing Stone platform area and surround Grogu. And he wakes up because he passed out from meditating when he got out of it. So he wakes up and sees him. I was like, because we were we were kind of speculating last week that he's gonna have the force awaken within him and he's gonna remember all of his training or something like that and he was gonna like fight Moff Gideon and the Dark Troopers and all that stuff like at a very high skill level. So I was like I said earlier, I was really hoping he was gonna try and at least force push him away or try and do something, and it didn't happen. They just one guy, one of them just walked up, grabbed him. Flew up, and that's when Din Djarin and Finnick got there. 
and he scans and looks and sees Grogu looking down, like terrified. And that's when uh, Slave One comes. Which, oh, this part gave me chills. Like, it was, I don't know, like, I really thought that, like, I don't know. It was, like, how she says, Finnick was like, all right, you need to, she kind of gives a go to attack, and then Din Djarin's like, no, stop, they have the kid, can't hurt the kid, and she's like, okay, cancel that, like, like, that was kind of just kind of whatever, like, what her goal was to, like, attack, like, how do you attack without killing someone she knew that had the child, like, I don't know, but it would have been nice if, if it could have been some sort of aerial battle, like, where, you know, three of them. Three of them come off like to go towards the slave one while the one's going up to try and protect or something like that. Like it would be nice if then you see slave one kind of the dodging and kind of maybe kills those three, and then the fourth one gets into the ship right before he can get get there or something like that. Like it would been cool if that, that happened. Cool. But it was just one thing. Go ahead. One thing that I didn't understand was how that light cruiser allowed slave one to get so close without firing on him. Because they're already, I think it's because they're already like going to light speed. Because right when he gets up there, right underneath, it just goes into light speed. It yeah, goes no, 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 um, atmosphere. Yeah, which it, it, the, the, he lingered like if if he wanted to, like if the child wasn't a thing, he he could have taken down that light cruiser if he wanted. Like he had enough time. The slave so, wanted to take that down. Yeah, you just shoot the engines in the oh, back. I don't, I don't know. I don't shoot, shoot a few, shoot a few torpedoes. Drop a seismic charge. Uh, well, first of all, he was kind of far away for the most of, most part. So like, I feel sure. like once he got close enough, it was already. Pew. And there was one part where he the the size comparison of his ship to that thing was he was like a bumblebee compared it's to that a thing. cruiser, but it's also like. It feels in the sky, the size of it kind of feels like a star destroyer. All right. I, I would have, there's no way a, a single, if one little ship could take on that whole thing, that's a pretty crappy ship to be <laughs> on. Like, yeah, well, uh, you, we see what a, a farm boy did with an X Wing. So, is- yeah, but there was a tactical advantage where the creator of the Death Star. Put well, in we hole. also have seen what happens when and an he was A-wing using pilot. the force, and he's using the force too. So, like, yeah, we also see what happens when an A wing pilot crashes into the bridge of a star destroyer. Return of the Jedi. No, we know. I was just trying to counter that, but it was a pretty good argument. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. he was from the on the bottom of the ship, not the top, so there's no bridge for him to crash into. That's fair. Started from the bottom, he didn't get there. Yep. So they take the kid. They go to hyperspace. I didn't even hear what you just said, so I'm just gonna keep going. Keep going. I swear, it was just it was just to Drew's joke. Yep. So they're gone, and so the three of them they regroup, and then this is where uh, Boba proves that the armor is his. That here's the chain code. Blah blah blah. Like this is my father's. It was handed down to me and my father. Was a foundling, yeah. So that which was crazy. Like I didn't, and that he fought in 
uh, Jed or Mandalorian Civil Wars, which do we know that timeline? Because so there is a Jingle Fett. Uh, it's a Legends, but I think today they tweeted out that it is now canon, no longer Legends. Because I'm just wondering, like, when that happened in relation to like when he the... when Jingle was a child, his um. Mandalore, the Mandalorian people, from what I was understood, they landed on his planet to try to get his parents were farmers. They killed his parents allegedly, and Death Watch took him. And no, no. So it it was actually it was the opposite. So the Mandalorian civil war was happening. Um, He lived on one of the moons in the Mandalore system. And the fight got to his his farm. Um, the tr- the guy that was on the true Mandalorian the, the true Mandalorian side mm-hmm. got injured. His parents were taking care of him in their farmhouse. The Death Watch guy who was evil at the time came and found him, killed his parents, and then the guy who they nurtured back to health took Jango in as a foundling. Mm-hmm. So he That's what I meant. That's what he I said. was of Mandalorian descent? No. Uh he so wasn't he, he was in the Mandalorian really, system, so is that he no, was born on Mandalorian though? Okay. He's he's considered a foundling. That's well, yeah. well, obviously because that's what it says, but Yeah. So that changes a lot then for canon wise about what we know about Jango, because we didn't really know what his backstory was and how he got the armor. Cause, cause wasn't it said, was it said that it was stolen? Had he stole it from someone? Is that what old EU as well or something? There was something out there that said that Django killed a Mandalorian, stole his armor and his name. Yeah, and that's what I always thought it was, but now we know that that's not true. So that's, I really like that. They, I like that they're tying they're, it to be closer to Din Djarin's heritage right. as well, so that yeah. he has respect for Boba. And now Boba is kind of a Mandalore. He's not signed to a creed, but he does deserve to wear the Mandalorian armor. And that is good. It's it's kind of less confusing for the average fan. Right. Which I do appreciate it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I, but I also wonder, as as gives me questions like, so Death Watch in the Clone Wars, it seemed to have come to prominence when you know during the Clone Wars. So for him to be a child of the Watch or part of Death Watch, like a founding of them, like thirty years earlier than that, I was wondering, like, how long has Death Watch been around? Slash the Watch, whatever, however those relate to each other in relation to pre Vizsla when he's the leader of Death Watch. Um the the guy the guy from the Death Watch in the comic, the Django Fett comic, is a Vizsla. I think his name's Tar Vizsla. Well Tar Vizsla was the Jedi Mandalorian, right? Sorry, not Tar Vizsla, but he's a he's a Vizsla. Right. So hey, they've been around for a while. So they they're just kind of like the Sith. They're in hiding for a long time, and then they revealed themselves during Clone Wars. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. 
they didn't have the rule of two. It would have been very underwhelming. That would have sucked. It but have. Din Djarin and Grogu are a clan of two, though. So, so it's confirmed they're Sith. They're Sith. Oh, you're here first, folks. And, and 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 I mean, Grogu does choke people. So he does. Very Sithy move. That's also not necessarily. I know, I know. I'm a Sith thing. I know. People but are just when a Jedi does it, they become a Sith. So, oh, once you choke, you're broke. Yep. All right, keep going. We're almost done. <laughs> We're almost done. So this is when, oh, so anyway, uh, Mandel, he's going through the, the wreckage of the Razor Crest and he finds his staff and he finds a little ball. So little ball. that's all he could salvage, which is kind of sad because I felt like I wish he still had his rifle, but I guess dude, that's I was so mad. And no more disintegrations. Dang, dude. And that rifle is freaking dope. It I've been is. playing a lot of Fortnite lately because Mandalorian is in Fortnite right now. And so I got back into Fortnite. You can gain his armor. It's super dope. Andrew, you play Switch. We can play together. Just saying. I've never played Fortnite. I'm not going to start now. Bro, we'll have a conversation. I really want to know what Andrew would pick for his, like, dance, like, thing, whatever it's called. The BTS songs. Yeah, you can dance to Dynamite. But it's more and more. Of course you can. (laughs) <laughs> I'll show Andrew after. But anyways, so like, so it's kind of cool because you can actually get Mandel's. Um, if you beat Mandel, you can get his gun, and so I've been playing it with his gun a lot. And so now it's kind of, it was kind of. All right, but Mando was talking with Django, and they're like, "Well, you got your armor. Like, I guess this is. I guess we'll part ways or whatever." And he's like, "You know, like the deal is not done." And Dinjo's like, "What do you mean?" Well. The, the deal was that I'd get my armor and we would ensure the safety of the child. He's like, well, the child's gone. And he's like, until the child is back safe in your hands, we are in your debt. And I was like, boom, like they're coming together, like teaming up. And I will let the excitement of this team up, like overshadow the, the convenience of sure. yeah. a new addition to the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, like whatever, like it's convenient that it's gonna be dope. Within a matter of like twenty minutes, like he has a whole team like ready to go, but it does open up like what connections does Boba Fett still have out in the galaxy? Because he still has so, a slave one, so maybe he's been going back and forth between places in the galaxy, but he just stays on Tatooine. So are we gonna see an IG eighty eight? Like you know that'd be like what Drew mentioned. Like it'd be cool if he saw that again, the same. Uh, kind of droid. Maybe we could see Boss. Maybe that's maybe that Lego scene that we saw that didn't have an answer to. Huh? The oh, maybe. I told you, maybe it was like a foreshadow or something, even though it was the old armor, but maybe he gives his armor to Boba Fett to go on a mission and he has to go get some janky armor because okay. it's a, a diversion. Maybe. Who knows? I just think... It, it would have been. It's really cool. The potential, potentially, IG88 would be sick. That'd be cool. I would love that. And so, all right. So, that's established, and then they go to Navarro. Now, 
this is where the, what I don't like about this ep- the ending of this episode is that there is no emotional weight in Din Jaren's response to the child being taken when he goes into borrow. Like he, why would he land, go into town, go to the car, see car dune, yeah. chat up conversation. I got to find this guy and not mention that the child was taken. Like, if I was him, I'd be running out of Slave One, running into town, trying to find Kara and Grief. Like, they took him, they well, took him, they got him, they got him. Like, I'd be freaking hey, out. Like, I need your help. Like, now. I don't got time to chit-chat. I don't know how long it's been. I need you to find this Mayfeld guy right now. Look him up. Boom, well, boom, boom. Like, it might be because he knows she's legit. True. Well, yeah. He could, but, have, heard, he could have heard that before he got to the planet. So he's not going to go up in there and be like, hey, uh, I know you work for the Republic now, but uh, I need to spring this guy out of prison. You know? Yeah, but the, either way, there's no emotional weight to how he communicates True. that she's taken. And I'm like, he is not desperate in this moment enough to like, for me, like, I needed to see him to strut because at the beginning of the episode, he was laughing and having fun with the child. And at the end, he's just kind of like, oh, I got to go get my kid. Like, I don't know. It just... I didn't like it at all because he doesn't have any weight to his emotion. Like, like I said, he should have ran into the town, like to try and find grief and Kara saying, I need your help. Like, even if he knew for sure that she was a marshal for the new Republic, like it's still the empire that's trying to survive. And she's right. part of new, like, like he has connections to Republic yeah. now. It is kind of weird. And it, but I, I thought the worst thing was like I didn't. Why are we taking him? Like, is this like a Suicide Squad situation? Like, let's go bail out all these bad guys and team up together and go face the other bad guy. Right. Like, it is kind of weird. And it's, it's he just mentioned the one, so he didn't mention the whole team. He just mentioned the one guy. Sure, but he's gonna show up to that ship next episode and try to get the one guy out and the girls gonna be like well he's on he's not in a a the spaceship yeah, he's like on jail or whatever he's like on like he's working in the field somewhere like he's like, like a slave laborer on somewhere so he's gonna be outside so i feel like it's gonna be a very convenient way to rescue him when he's out in the middle of the field i don't understand why we're getting like to track down the ship well he 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 thinks that he knows how to track the re- the workings of the imperial Mm-hmm. Remnants. Because he used to be an imperial sharpshooter, right? And so he okay. might True. might have done some, you know, hire for work stuff for the, any remnants out there. So like we don't know because they were yeah. a shady group of people that were doing criminal things anyway. Yeah. So my biggest thing, the flaw that I have, and um, I, I was gonna ask you guys about this because one, I didn't really understand that, and two, if Everyone has a tracking fob for the child. Why can't they just use that tracking fob for the child? That's that's right? the one. That's the biggest thing about the show that we don't understand is the but tracking fob. We thing. don't understand how the f- tracking fob works. But that's a, yeah, that's a so valid point. Has a tracking fob, and now we have to go find freaking this other dude to go do it. And his character was not even that great. Sorry. Yeah, like, like I don't do care about Mayfield at all. Bill like, Burr. like I we do not he, need more Bill Burr in this show. Like Sorry. I want, <laughs> I want him to die next episode. Like Dark really? Saber, 
dark saber decapitate him no way boba fett can bring him back to life like that's aggressive (laughs) decapitation in the clone wars okay like no no, i'm just saying i i just don't think we need bill burr in this we don't make it a better show and i don't know why we keep getting him i don't know if dave filoni or jarfer oh like they owe him money but just pay the dude and stop putting him in the show he's not that great sorry He's fine, but he's not that great. We don't need him. So I, I was just like, why him? First we got Blue Dude, and now we get in this dude. It's hey, like, but you did like Blue Dude the second better. time around. So maybe we'll I, like. We didn't see him on the other side of Mando just sitting there, like on the other side of the desk. Like, he's missing. I can see on my left eye now. Let's go help. <laughs> dude, I'm glad stop we hating on Blue Dude and stop <laughs> hating on Broom Kid. <laughs> That is Broom Kid did nothing wrong to you, okay? So Bilber. So anyway, Cara Dune, she's like, Oh, I'm a marshal, like I can't get in into this. Like, I got rules to follow. And then that's when he reveals they took the kid, and that's when she kinda like tenses up a little bit like We don't know. She still might say we have rules to follow. Well I'll help you. She's gonna help somehow. And so But one little note that this little thing I noticed was when she said she was a marshal in the Republic, he's like, I've heard the rumors. Like, I wonder where he got those rumors from. Like, like, what is that? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's why I was saying, like, I don't know how long it's been since the child's been kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like, if it took him that long to get back to that planet, like, it took him, like, a couple of weeks, like we were saying earlier, like, who knows how long, and maybe there was, like, now that is inhabited by, like, the New Republic, and who else would be that marshal but her, you know? Like, because before, it wasn't. Well, if it had been a few weeks, then the child would have been dead. Well, okay, but it's been a few weeks since he left, probably, right? Maybe actually no, because he went straight. Probably well, it would have been like a week Because this is episode six of the season, and in episode four is when he left Navarro, yeah. and that's when she was given that medallion from the pilot. So like, oh, yeah, that's true. that's true. You're right. You're right. I forgot about time. that. There's not a lot of time between yeah, those two episodes. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, how could there be rumors? And then how? Like, obviously, she could have said yes, like the next day. The paper, but... man, just right on the paper. Yeah, the hollow, the hollow net yeah. news, maybe trending. Hello, on. welcome to the New Republic, Cara Dune. You are a new marshal. Everyone, give her a round of applause. It's like a, it's like a newsletter that goes out. Yeah. I don't know. There's some Jeremiah, you're reading into it. Well, I'm just, I just was curious about that because maybe stuck out. add your hollow net memo. Uh, if you I'm joking. Maybe that memo went into the trash file. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> All right, but to end the episode, yeah, we go back to the ship with Moff Gideon, and he's going in. He goes to the cell, and they open the cell, and he has like this shocked look on his face, like "Oh crap!" And then he goes in and see Grogu just tossing the guys around. You could tell it was very like sloppy. It was almost like. You're trying to grab something with like a one of those like grabber stick things. Like it's like you're getting it, but you're not. 
Like he was yeah. doing like, like he was trying to like force push him, but like he was just like like swiping the top of his head so he lost balance a little bit, like and then like he was able to concentrate and he grabbed them and threw them together. And so he was but he was just messing with them, like messed yeah. them up when he was it was pretty funny. And then Moff Gideon looks at him as cause he's he's not he can't do anything to Moff Gideon because he used up all of his energy because he was tired. He's like, Oh, you can't do anything now that you're it makes you tired. And he's like, have you seen one of these before from old times? So, you know, he like makes the dark saber. I'm like, so like for me, that was like, almost like he's never seen Grogu in person. Almost like the taunt him like that. Like it was yeah. almost like he was taunting him. Like this, this was their first interaction and he's trying to make him scared. And when he shows the dark saber, Grogu tries to kind of grab it in a sense. Like, well, I'm pretty sure he tries to force pull it because there's a moment where you can see Moff Gideon's hand kind of like, Oh, it does yeah, shake. It, it gets closer. And then he's like, no, no, no need. Yeah. yeah. It, it does seem like Grogu tries to take it from him. Okay. That's interesting. So I don't, now does that mean that Grogu had some lightsaber training in the past? Maybe. I mean, better. I feel like that's what we're supposed to, cause he asked, you remember seeing one of these before or like, yeah, years past, like he knows what a lightsaber is, and it's not that he. Right. If he would have said, "Have you remember seeing this?" Then it would have been like, "Okay, so you've seen the dark saber," but no, you remember seeing one of these. So it's like, yeah, it is a first their first interaction, but not his first interaction with the lightsaber. So maybe he knows how to use one, right? Which is pretty cool, and I love. I I absolutely love when he he gets stunned. I love it because it just reminds me of New Hope, what? and it's like so. You enjoyed seeing Grogu get stunned? No, I just enjoyed that they brought us back to that era of like a New Hope, and that has nothing to do with the New Hope. They do stunning all the time and all this stuff. I guess the first time we see it is in New Hope, but yeah, for me that's a sort of brought. Okay, I'm just saying I. I love the callback to being captured and and like those little clips. Like, what is that? That's not gonna make him not use the force. The like, Empire has the, baby. Yeah, like that's yeah. so funny. I looked at, I looked at my wife when we watched it for the first time, and I was like, "Where did they even get those?" They like, didn't fit Chewy, but they fit Grogu. Space, so. Yeah, Amazon or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Why did they even make him that small? Why? What's the point of that? Because clearly, maybe they just made one. Out- just for him, like they knew that they had to, to do them, so they just made a small one. But yeah, it was kind of I don't know. That was a, a kind of like stupid. Like it was, it was kind of waste. They had to so do them as this little baby. Like it was just kind of funny. And that's the end of the episode. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, what are your final thoughts now on the episode? Now that we've talked it through, and better or worse than when it was at the beginning of the discussion. <laughs> Not the same. The same. Yeah. It's kind of annoying that he can call back his jetpack and he never did. But also, he, it, it's just as annoying that he got knocked out when he charged that thing. And he was sleeping for half of the fight, too. There's that, like, too. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of convenience thing, like you said. And and the whole, they kind of, the, the lighting and the scene kind of did take me a little bit out of it. But then, like, as we're doing this right now and I'm watching clips and stuff of it on my other monitor, I'm like, wait, dude, but when the 
Slave One is flying, it's so pretty and amazing that I don't oh, yeah. care about any of this other stuff. Yeah. Like, and the potential of what Boba Fett's going to be hanging out, and hopefully he gets his other outfit back on, because I don't want to see him in that outfit. Like, oh heck yeah, dude! And and like the when it ends, Rose credit, and you see all this beautiful art. One of the arts is Boba Fett and his old armor and like right. the whole old outfit. So maybe we'll get his other jumpsuit underneath and it'll look nicer. I don't know. I liked it. So question, because they're on Navarro, do you think Boba Fett's going to get an upgrade on any of his armor? Because the armorer was down there and had all that extra armor and maybe she's still on. The armor is not down there anymore. We don't, we don't know. She wasn't in the, the forging area. But she might still be on Navarro. Well, maybe, yeah. yeah. And so I think it'd be cool if he got updated armor, like refurbished armor, like his own thing. But like, yeah, I think there's a lot of nitpicky things. But like in hindsight, like even him as a voice actor, and he sounded so good. Like it sounded, it reminded me so much of Django. Like I, I, I loved it. Well, it's the same actor, so it should be. It just sound. It just reminded me of it. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it just brought me back to like the only cool thing about Clone Wars the movie. But it, it was just yeah. All right. I was I was gonna say that. Um, I I'm the more the more we're talking about it, the more I'm I think I'm growing fond of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, for no other reason than the fact that I've fallen in love with this story that as a whole, you know. And in the same way where, you know, you have family members that annoy you, but at the end of the day, you still love them unconditionally. You know, I'm not saying that I'm going to just love everything that Disney throws us blindly because it's Star Wars, because obviously that's not the case. But right. like, you know, I, right. I, I, I really enjoy it. And sure, there, there are things that I would have I would have fixed. There are plot points that I wish I could have seen. You know, I would have loved to see the flashback of Order 66, and I would have loved to have had Din Djarin somehow be brought in and have Grogu give him a, a glimpse of his past in, in a way of being transparent and, and build that relationship. But, you know, like, we don't have it, and it's not my decision to make. So I'm going to do whatever I can to try to enjoy it while it's here, you know? Yeah, I like this episode, I like... The end result, I like that Boba and Finnick have joined the team. I really like yeah, that. for sure. Like, like the end result, I'm happy with. I just felt like they could have tweaked how they got to that point a little bit. Added 10 yeah. minutes, took away some of the conveniency of some of the things, and it would have been an amazing, almost perfect episode. But, you know, we got what we got, and it doesn't change the trajectory of the show for me, but it's... Oh, for sure, yeah. But I'm happy with what they're going at, and... Having Boba as like a regular from now on, maybe potentially. Yeah, I'm happy. Me too. Well, is that it, boys? Yep. Alrighty. Well, that's it. Make sure you guys go check out social media. Uh, Jeremiah, where can they find us over on our socials? Instagram and Facebook at Empire Radio Podcast. And Andrew, and where else can they find us? Yeah, I was ahead of you. YouTube at Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast. Yes, go check out YouTube. Um, there's a lot of sweet stuff over on YouTube, so go make sure you check out that. A lot of it doesn't have to do with these episodes, so it is worth checking out if you want to see other content from us. But 
Anyways, you guys, you have been listening to Empire Radio going over the Mandalorian chapter 14. I have been Drew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Andrew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.